The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Rorschach's Journal, October 31st, 1985. The new Batman that came out a few years ago everybody hated and and he was drunk all the time and so they had to do a reboot first they rebooted the joker and they got an oscar and they thought well let's just basically do the same thing but with batman this time and it'll be a self-contained one-off and then halfway through making it they're like fuck that this could be a big franchise worth a lot of money yeah i've seen the movie industry's true face <laughs> It's funny because I knew the bit you were doing, mm-hmm. but but the first thing that jumped into my head was October thirty first, nineteen eighty five, is uh, is what four days, five days after Marty leaves nineteen eighty five in Back to the Future. Right, and maybe that's connected to <laughs> Watchmen somehow. That that's worth looking into. But that's just a theory. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's the HBO boys and it's me and Chad and we're talking about the new Batman a movie which I thought was going to premiere on HBO Max but they, no it will be on HBO Max soon like a month after it comes out in theaters is a funny way to release it what? What? you've been spoiled by getting all your movies at home right away so uh, let's we're, we're going to review the movie and say what we think about it first and then uh, we'll take a break and come back for the recap in case anyone doesn't want to get spoiled and you saw this movie before me, and then I saw it uh, uh, completely alone in a, a movie theater in Seoul, and I was like live tweeting, not live tweeting, live discording my thoughts, <laughs> and uh, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Although I should say I really, really liked the first half a bit more than the second half. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the movie too. Um, <clears throat> I like how... They um they tried to lean on realism uh in a way that they claim to have tried to rely on realism in the Dark Knight movies, but like it it felt n- nothing in this movie felt really contrived. There was only one or two moments where you were like, oh well, he should be dead, but everything else seemed like a legitimate uh sequence of events. And when they made the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, Christopher Nolan's thing was like, I'm going to make a grounded, realistic Batman. But I mean, not really. No. There's still science fiction elements in there. The fear gas in the first movie. That's not a real thing. No, I, I mentioned uh, this in the Discord. Uh, at one point, <clears throat> at one point, Batman uh, gets a fingerprint off of a bullet that he that he pulls from a hole in the wall left by a bullet. And he just like scans the hole and gets the fingerprint off of the bullet that he doesn't have. So like right. it, the bullet that when the guy pressed it into the chamber, <laughs> his right. thumb touched it. Right. And the explosion hurtling through the air at a thousand miles an hour, uh, crumbling into stone and sheetrock that didn't damage the fingerprint. In fact, it was so intact, it left an imprint on the hole. Right. And so this is also 
uh, Matt Reeves's ethos is I'm going to make a grounded, realistic Batman. And in, in that pursuit, I think he succeeded a lot more. Like you said, there's certain times when Batman's brain would have exploded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, they did a pretty good job. And this is a big send up to uh, sort of neo noir films like Seven, like Prisoners is what mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot, I guess, probably because, you know, Paul Dano's in it. Is that right? But, Paul Dano playing the exact same character as he did in Prisoners, basically. <laughs> if you've seen that one, um, uh, I, I haven't, but I know, okay. I know the, I know the vibe you're talking about. Uh, this is also loosely based on a couple of Batman comic runs, none of which I've read. Year One and the Long Halloween, I guess, are the big ones. I'm interested now in reading them if they're good, because this was good. Yeah. In terms of the cast, I thought it was extremely solid. Robert Pattinson was great as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Probably the best on-screen version of both we've ever got. Maybe that's controversial, but I gotta say, I was so happy that the Christian Bale Batman voice is gone, because that is the, like, even in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, is that the one with the Joker? No, Uh, the the Dark Knight is the one with the Joker. Anyway, that one is great. It's a great movie. It's It would be perfect if christian bale's batman didn't ruin every scene that he was in with that goofy <laughs> fucking voice <laughs> um you see i i actually i think i disagree um i think that he was a great batman uh i i kind of liked getting the uh like the cocky egotistical bruce wayne and we kind of got like the i don't give a damn about the world bruce wayne and and i don't know it did I, I think I feel like the movie left room for him to grow into that character, but but I I like I really liked his Batman portrayal. Didn't like his Bruce Wayne portrayal. Well, in terms of like making it grounded and realistic, it's probably more realistic that like the Bruce Wayne aspect of his personality would not be a charming man about town that everyone loved, right? If if considering what he's doing with his knights, he'd right. probably be a weird guy. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's um, some some uh, plot reasons why he would be that way, and and without getting into spoilers, uh, towards the end, you kind of, I have some theories about where they're going to take the sh- the next one because they're they're definitely making a sequel. Um, that that might result in Bruce Wayne's character changing a little bit. Again, I think Zoe Kravitz, uh, probably the best Catwoman. Maybe people, fans of Batman Returns, will be upset about that. But, like, you know, this movie, part of the realistic part is that they took out all the camp. They took out all of the the Tim Burton 1960s Batman stuff. Because that's not how real people would act, maybe, in this situation. (laughs) And so we've kind of got the first Catwoman who's, like, not very silly and and kind of relatable. And and much more interesting than the version of her in The Dark Knight Rises, who was kind of bland. Yeah. No, I liked Catwoman. I, um, I did think it was kind of funny how they introduced her as Catwoman. Like, you, 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 they never really, like, say why she's Catwoman. She just has a lot of cats. And then at one point, she's like, I have nine lives. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess now she goes by Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright and Paul Dano are always good in everything they do, and so they were good in this. I love Paul Dano. He's probably one of my favorite actors. And, uh, he, again, you haven't seen Prisoners, go and see it. It's the same character as Prisoners. He's, you know, he's a bit more sharp in this one. But, uh, Paul Dano, great at playing a weirdo. 
Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, you know, great performance. I, I, uh, I really liked what they did with the Riddler in this movie. Everyone else was fine. Colin Farrell disappears into the Penguin, completely unrecognizable. Yeah, that Doing was a pretty good job. That blew my mind. I had no idea until after I got out of the movie that that's who that was. But the big controversy with the Penguin in this is that Colin Farrell really wanted to be smoking a cigar like the Penguin does in the comics. But DC was like, no, that will encourage children to smoke. This is a PG-13 movie. No cigars. Yeah, that would be the worst thing to happen in this movie. <laughs> I, had no, right. I didn't also, know about I don't think kids are looking up to the ugly, gross, <laughs> right. detestable penguin character thinking like, he is so cool. I'm going to be like him. Right. right. If anything, it might <laughs> deter kids. I also liked um, uh, John Turturro's performance. Uh, I thought he was really, really good. The only one that didn't wow me or might be kind of confused me for casting was Andy Serkis as Alfred. Because Andy Serkis, uh, not that old. Um and then also, like, maybe this is a small thing, but I imagine Alfred is having, like, a very posh accent, whereas, like, Andy Circus sounds a bit like a chav to me. Um, yeah. I just thought that was uh, weird casting. I, I Every Batman movie kind of does their own thing with the... With, um... With Andy Cir- with Andy Circus, with Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> every Batman movie does its own thing with Andy Circus. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a type. I get what I see where they're going. Um, I actually was a little disappointed with uh, how they handled Alfred in general um, as a character. They didn't and do much. They didn't do much, but but they it, they were building towards something, and then we, it never really pays off. Which I'll talk about more in spoilers. <laughs> so Andy Circus now in the MCU, in the DCEU, and uh, directs the the Venom movies. <laughs> So, he, d- he directs the Venom all movies? the Superman shit. How did I not yes. know that? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, and before we get into spoilers, I was really impressed by like the first and you know parts of the second act. I did get the sense the movie's like a bit too long. It's about an hour too long. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. Maybe I'll feel differently on a second run through, but I, I did kind of think like at a certain point, and maybe this is what the director was going for, like. The story was going around in circles, and Batman was kind of going around in circles, not being able to figure shit out. Uh, and if if that was the mood he was going for, like if that's how I was supposed to feel while watching it, uh, achieved. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I felt like there were definitely second act problems in terms of pacing. Too long. I um, I feel like the second act had a a very definitive crescendo. I feel like there was a point in the story where they could have rolled credits and then they kind of just kept going. And uh, I think it it could have been studio notes. It could have been, I, I don't know what it was, but, but the tone shifted a bit and uh, the movie kind of just made up a problem. So it could keep going, and right. we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in a second because because this this kind of bothered me in in retrospect in the in the moment I was loving it but in retrospect and it's still it you know it, it's it's nitpicky I think maybe I might be try- seeing a problem where there isn't one. 
One last thing to say before we spoil the whole thing. Positive praise. I thought this, in, in terms of writing, justified the existence of Batman better than other movies. Yeah. Because he's not just, you know, super strong kung fu man who beats up supervillains. He's a beyond-the-law private detective, right? So he can solve uh, high-profile crimes uh, by stepping outside the law in which in, in ways that the cops or other investigators cannot. And that's the vitality of having Batman around, is that he can do things as a vigilante that other people can't. But then that also uh, plays into sort of his downfall at the end in an interesting way. So yeah, I would say... This Batman movie better than the Christopher Nolan ones. And I don't know, do people, are they strongly attached to those movies? Yeah, they're uh, really, really attached to those movies. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to agree. I, I think the, the uh, Christopher Nolan movies, if you go back and watch them again, you might be disappointed. I think, I think we wear nostalgia glasses when we think back because they were really good at the time, but, they're like people forget that there was a movie called Batman Begins that started the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how how could it possibly be a good trilogy if you don't even remember the first movie? And how could it be a good trilogy when the voice that Christopher Bale is doing sounds exactly like everyone who would parody or make fun of him? It just it sounds exactly <laughs> like that. It sounds like he's joking around doing a bad version on purpose. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to an ad now, and, and then when we come back, Chad and I are going to spoil the entire show. So if you haven't seen it, uh, be prepared for that. We'll be right back. Wow, what a great ad that was. I, I'm going to either purchase or subscribe to that service. What about you, Chad? I already have. And I, I fully endorse it. That could really come back to bite you, depending on what the ad was. Yeah, it could have. It could be anything. Who knows? <laughs> so, this the plot of this movie is very much structured like a lot of Batman origin stories, except they thankfully skip the shit that we've already seen a million times. We don't need to see his parents getting shot. We don't need to see him discovering the Batcave. We don't need to see him stitching together the batman suit we all know that we can just fill that part in our minds because we've seen it in a dozen movies and comics and cartoons at this point this guy's gonna be some kind of superhero i think so aside from solving crimes batman is also just you know doing his batman shit beating people up when he sees crimes happening at night and saving random people although he doesn't call himself batman he calls himself vengeance yeah because Which, he's getting psychic revenge on the random crime that killed his parents. Right. He, he's he's fighting for everyone who's ever been been on the wrong end of a criminal. And Matt Reeves here understands the Batman character. Batman hates random acts of violence and he hates guns because those are two things that ruined his life. And so he doesn't go around uh, killing the shit out of people with guns. He doesn't murder. He doesn't shoot like uh, the Ben Affleck Batman does. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I I really liked how they opened and introduced uh, Batman, uh, where there was like th these like five different crimes happening all through Gotham, and like every one of them, there's like a shadowy corner where Batman could step out of, and like you don't really know where it's gonna go, but they all end up being resolved by Batman 
even though he's only obviously at one of the locations, like the spotlight goes on into the sky and they, all the, the criminals see it and they get nervous and they like, they, they run and people get, you know, go free. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously Batman shows up and he beats up a bunch of people. So don't, <laughs> he beats up a bunch of people because they were performing a random act of violence. And I should say, I have some notes for previous Batman, not to tell you how to do your job, but if your whole thing is that you're not going to use guns, but then you put guns on the Batmobile and then the Batmobile shoots people either uh, automatically or by remote control, that's that's still a gun. That's still shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a voiceover narration that Batman is doing, very much Rorschach's journal. Uh, and, and I think people have said that that was cheesy or that didn't fit, but... I actually kind of liked it because it is, it's like a comic book thing, right? These would be the yellow dialogue panels in the box, right? Yeah. And I'm a fucking Watchmen stan and I liked it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, I, it very much felt like, like as soon as he started talking, I got Rorschach vibes. <clears throat> um, no, it didn't bother me. It wasn't d- overly done. It could be, it could have been too much, but I, I don't think it was. But how else do you, do you, uh, do like a detective story like this. Cause that's what it was. It was a detective story without getting into the mind of your main character. And when your main character is basically a silent protagonist, you need to have a voiceover. Yeah. And that is also the workaround for not having to see all of the fucking background shit. We can jump into the story in progress and have Bruce Wayne narrate some of that shit to fill it in. Right. So the story begins, uh, in actually a very creepy scene so the mayor of Gotham City, whose name I don't remember, he's going up against a hot up-and-coming young woman who's going to unseat him. This is a very, like, AOC kind of character. It was, um, it was kind of, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's worried about the poll numbers because apparently she's beating him. And then in, like, a very creepy, scary, pushing PG-13 uh, sequence, the Riddler just, like, appears behind him in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre mask and then beats him to death with a statue, very brutally. Yeah, another callback to uh, Watchmen. And then he, he for some reason, he, he tapes up his face, because this is all about lies and dishonesty. The Riddler hates lying. See, you can't lie when you're dead and also wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> it's true. He's not wrong. So all I'm saying is he's not wrong. And so he's murdered the mayor, very high profile, and he's leaving... Zodiac Killer-esque ciphers and messages around, specifically for Batman. And there was a great riddle. Uh, the riddles are good. <laughs> the first one is, uh, <laughs> what does a liar do when he's dead? He lies still. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a my cue to answer, and I just didn't do it. So this sets Batman off on a big arc of trying to solve the mystery of like who's he gonna kill next uh where can i stop him what does he want he leaves behind a thumb drive but is is a is a thumb attached to uh a flash drive because it's a pun that's more of a pun than a riddle well yeah the the cipher he got the word drive and then he found the the mayor's car and there was a thumb in it attached thumb to a thumb drive, drive. Yeah. yeah thumb drive it was <laughs> it works on on multiple layers and it turns out 
the mayor was like, I don't know, what, having an affair? I mean, is that that's not really the heights of corruption, Riddler, but all right, he's mad about that. <laughs> and so he killed him. Yeah, um, so uh, Commissioner Gordon, who we haven't talked about at all, he he plugs it into his computer and then, like, it auto-sends all the, the information to, like, every news network from his email. And I kind of thought there was going to be some repercussions for him, but it just didn't matter. Like, he, some, some uh, detective just uh, outed uh, the current mayor's affair post-mortem, and he doesn't even get a slap on the wrist for that. And he's not questioned or anything. Right. And so it turns out the mayor was kind of mobbed up. He was dating a girl who was uh, working for the mafia at the Iceberg Lounge that the, the, the mafia crime lord, the penguin runs. Yeah. And so that's the big through line is that there are corrupt members of Gotham City government who are in the mafia. And those are the people that the Riddler seems to be targeting, but also for some reason trying to get at Batman and also trying to get at Bruce Wayne. Do we know that yet? Uh, I don't know if, we, if that all comes out at once, but uh, he's after the corrupt lords of Gotham City, the people with power and influence who are actually up to no good. Right. And I he actually, does yeah, I, eventually uh, pick out Bruce Wayne as one of those people. And we yeah, yeah, why. he does. Well, he he uh, he has when they when the later on in the movie when the cops are going through his stuff, he he has the, a video. <clears throat> about uh, the Waynes and the Arkhams as like the founding fathers of Gotham, and I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like I never thought of like the like Arkham as being a family, and and the fact right. that they, they like they didn't need to pull that name into the story, but they did, which makes me think that they have a plan for the Arkhams down the line. Yeah, and I would recommend everyone play the Telltale Batman series, both the first one and the sequel. It's actually, a lot of that seems to be connected to this movie, perhaps because it's also inspired by the long Halloween or whatever. Um, But yeah, a lot of similarities there with the Arkham shit, with the the Thomas Wayne sort of backstory. Um, So through investigating the mob nightclub, he meets Catwoman, who is also like on the hunt for whoever killed uh, a friend of hers. Um, the friend being the guy that, or the, the girl that was sleeping with was dating the mayor. the mayor. Yeah. And so they do some spy craft together, her, him as Batman and her as unnamed Catwoman. But still at this point, everyone's calling him vengeance. And again, <laughs> that part is a little bit funny to me. It's like, okay, Batman and vengeance. That's the name you want to go with. <laughs> Well, they someone, gotta, if someone eventually calls him like Batman, like the Riddler refers to him as Batman. I almost think like that's like his teasing nickname that he doesn't like. He'd rather be vengeance. That's <laughs> that's right. I didn't think of that. That's really funny. Yeah, he never refers to himself as Batman. No, Batman is like, you know, that's like the name Joe Jana Jameson gave to him. Like, you know, it's funny because what's Batman's most famous line? What's his catchphrase? It's it's on Batman. He never right. he, he never says it once in the movie. He says, I'm vengeance. Right, right. Um, And that's obviously a setup for the end of the movie, which, again, we'll get to. Right, right, right. Uh, And then also, maybe that plays into the realism thing, too, because it's like, well, would a guy really call himself Batman? Right, right. (laughs) Well, maybe. Sort of towards the end of Act 1, we get a really cool sequence here where it's the funeral for the mayor 
and it's attacked by the Riddler, a car being driven by a dude with a bomb attached to his neck. Is this like the district attorney or something? Crashes in there, and uh, yeah, Bruce Wayne quickly runs away and changes into Batman very quickly. <laughs> well, no, I, I think I think they they clear the room. <clears throat> they clear the room. And, uh, and I, uh, you get the sense that time passes because then like they cut back to him and he's like sitting down in a chair and he's, you know, he's like, right. you know. he's got a note that's like, I want to talk to Batman. Right. Right. He, he's, and we find out that this guy, yeah, he's a district attorney and he's protecting a, a rat. He's protecting a rat who's, uh, who, um, is basically a connection to something more powerful than, than all of the law enforcement in Gotham. Right. Uh, there is an informant in the mafia right. who's working with uh, the Gotham City government, and that's the name that the Riddler is looking for. And when the district attorney won't give it up because he's so scared, he gets his neck blown up. And then Batman is like standing right in front of him, and he also gets blown up. Yeah, in hindsight. So he, the guy the guy says um, that he, just by giving out the person's name, it'll unravel everything in the city um and he's he's so scared to do that that he's willing to literally have his head blown off uh, maybe yeah. i need to watch the movie again but i can't for the life of me remember what because he doesn't want he doesn't want the mob to kill his wife and kids that was his motivation yeah he's like i have a family Oh, well, that makes more sense. Like if the bomb kills me, it's just me. If I give up the name, you know, everyone I care about is done. Right. I, I'm getting two things confused. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, there's a sequence where the cops bring bring Batman. They carry him all the way to the police station. And, and only after he is about to regain consciousness does somebody pitch the idea of taking his mask off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, just saying, if it was me, I would have just run over and took the mask <clears throat> off immediately. Yeah, I Get mean, that out of the way. They they, <laughs> they 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 contrived this moment because they wanted to give Batman an excuse to to uh, squirrel dive off of the top of the building. Yeah, Gordon helps him get out of this situation. Uh, he 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 base jumps off of the top of <laughs> Gotham PD, and this is the spot where his parachute like he almost like really badass like lands on a truck as he's going under a tunnel, but his parachute catches and then he slams his face, go, probably falling you know fifty sixty miles an hour into a concrete overpass. Yeah, and no, he shakes it off. Th- this is the moment where he like he really should be dead because because not only did that happen, it happened right after a bomb blew up in his face. So like he already has a very severe concussion, and well, it's not even um, it's not even a matter of succumbing to uh, uh, a traumatic brain injury. It would just cleave his head off. Yes, it would, yeah, whatever, whatever the uh, whatever the parachute was connected to on his suit, that limb would be ripped from his body. So this from this point on is where the movie I think kind of drags a bit, because. Gordon and Batman are trying to solve the riddle together, uh, and Catwoman is helping. We're finding out now uh, that the informant, there's a hint, oh, there's some kind of hint, like a rat with wings is how they translate some message on the cipher in in what they think is Latin, but turns out to actually be Spanish, and they're like, a rat with wings. Okay, so an informant who's a bird. Oh, the penguin is a bird. 
So he's the informant. And that that doesn't end up panning out, although they do find eventually Catwoman's friend uh, has been murdered by the penguin. Right. But the penguin then points out, he's like, rat with wings, doesn't that, wouldn't, that's a bat. You're the Batman. It's you. He's the, you're the one he's looking for. Right. I mean, that, that that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I don't know how it couldn't have been the first thing that goes to their mind. But, <laughs> right. well, <laughs> I mean, bats are called rat with, rats with wings, aren't they? Yeah. But so, so in that interaction with the, with the, uh, uh, penguin, he he's t- talks about the difference between L and la in Spanish. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, I missed something. I missed a beat here, but somehow they get from that to something being a URL on like a website you can go to. Did you happen to catch how they made that connection? Yeah, through something they were able to find, like the Riddler's eight chan board or something. Well, no, they right. go, they go to, they go, like right there with uh, the Penguin. They open up a computer and they, they like chat with the Riddler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I might need. I'm also. It was a long movie, guys. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as this is wrapping up, we then get and uh, again, I thought this like, was one of the the parts of the movie that didn't work for me. The Riddler releases one of, like, the Joker tapes from The Dark Knight, basically. And he's got, you know, he's doing the rat in a cage torture thing from Game of Thrones to some guy. And he's like, this is why I'm doing it. Because uh, everyone's corrupt. And Thomas Wayne, who was running for mayor, he was actually in bed with the mafia. Because his wife was crazy and he needed to cover that up and a journalist was going to expose it. So he had Falcone kill him. And I blame Bruce Wayne, who was a child, when this happened for this. And so I will also take my revenge on Bruce Wayne, and he sends him a mail bomb, and it blows up Alfred. But he's okay. He's fine. He's fine. He's a little hurt. He's he's a little more banged up than Batman, who got blown (laughs) up and and hit a bridge. He didn't even have any, like, like wounds on his body in the hospital. (laughs) Some things here. Uh, Thomas Wayne running for mayor. I don't think that's part of the canon in anything except in Joker, right? Yeah, people are trying to find or make a connection there. Um, and I really, really, really hope that they don't. Why try, not? Try to pull those two movies together. Like, first of all, if if this is twenty years ago, Arthur Fleck is now going to be sixty or seventy. That's true, right? So he's too old to be the Joker, but he might be like a dude who talks another guy into becoming like the new Joker or whatever. Well, actually in DC, there are three Jokers. Did you know that? He's like a magic, magic Lovecraftian horror. And he's three people at once in any given time. Well, I don't weird backstory. Is that what it is? I didn't, I I didn't know that far. I just know that like Batman, like he, he asked for, I I don't know, Dr. Fate or something like that. Uh, and he said, he, what's the identity of the Joker? And it replied, which one? And then he right. finds out that there's three, but that's all I know. I don't do I don't, I don't read DC. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and so this again, also, if you've ever played the Batman telltale game and Chad, you would love it. Go ahead and get it. It's usually on sale for very cheap on switch or whatever. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I'll check it and out. It's also kind of related to this. 
uh, Thomas Wayne being in bed with the mob, Martha Wayne <coughs> being maybe like crazy, Arkham City, or sorry, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum doing some bad shit in the background. Um, and at this point, Bruce Wayne is like finding out like, oh, all of this might be true. My dad was a bad guy. And so am I really doing vengeance? Like since my dad was a criminal, uh, he, his death was perhaps wrapped up in his own criminal behavior and not like a random act of violence. And so I'm not really doing retribution for him and my mom, maybe. <laughs> Cause in, in some sense they might've brought this on themselves by being corrupt. So and, ha- and having people murdered and shit. So, I mean, that shouldn't have, like, rattled his resolve. Like, he he still believes the things that he believes in. But how do you think, if that turned out to be true, it would have changed this Batman? Yeah, well, I mean, it just, it changes maybe not his quest, but, like, his... His, his rationale. His beliefs about his family. Yeah. And... And maybe, you know, do you ever stop and think like, huh, maybe I don't deserve this vast wealth if I got if my parents got it doing bad shit? Yes. So um, uh, he talks to Falcone and he finds out all this bad stuff about um, his dad. And uh, then he goes and he talks to Alfred. And this this is the last scene with Alfred. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of was disappointing to me because the entire movie were, were, uh, given this relationship between, there's, there's always like friction between Alfred and Batman. Like Alfred's like, you need to be careful. And Batman's like, I gotta be Batman. Uh, and, uh, there's one scene where he's like, you're not my dad. And he's like, I know I'm not your dad. And like, they kind of keep building on this, like, I'm here to take care of you. No, you're not. I'm a teenager and I'm going to do what I want. And then, like, the, and then when Batman talks to Alfred about his father, Alfred's just like, "No, he wasn't a bad guy. He did he did good things." And then Batman's just kind of like, "Oh, I believe you now." And there was no like, like the, the conflict was just instantly gone. When I yeah, fe- and I, also I don't I don't especially buy Alfred's rationalization of the events. He's like, "Yeah, your dad was worried that the tabloid journalist was going to ruin his campaign, and so he very innocently went to a mobster and asked, <laughs> like." Is there any non-violent way you could handle this? Oh, well, no, he's not a mobster. He he worked for the police. Falcone, you mean? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he went to him as like a mob hookup. Oh. Because later we get we get Falcone's backstory, which is that like he had a serious medical emergency somewhere and and Thomas Wayne was like able to to stitch him up. Or do emergency treatment or something, and that's how they became friends. Right, 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 right. So anyway, this all builds to the ending where Batman finds out that actually, like, mob boss Falcone is the actual informant. That's why everyone's scared, because he's such a dangerous, powerful person. And Catwoman's like, I want to bring down Falcone, too, because actually he is my uh, abusive, estranged father. And so I want to take revenge on my mom, who he cast aside. And so they work together to bring down Falcone. But then Catwoman kind of goes rogue and is like, no, I'm just going to kill him. And Batman's not cool with that. Uh, It all builds up to Batman and Gordon arresting Falcone and then, you know, doing a perp walk. And then in the perp walk, uh, the Riddler fucking kills him. So real quick, Falcone didn't know that Catwoman was his daughter. 
I think he he does when she's like, oh, by the way, I'm so-and-so's daughter. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, then he does. But, but right. like, it, it, it brings into question, like, the interaction they had in the in the club. Like, why that mattered to anybody. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I, I know I keep on going on these tangents. I'm, I'm thinking of the, the movie out of out of order. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a really great scene, like they're investigating where the shooting happened. And then like from the window, they can just see a dude in a diner and they get a tip. They're like, yeah, the shooter just left the building and then casually walked into a diner where he's chilling out right now. And so <laughs> they just arrest the Riddler there in the diner because uh, he wanted to get caught so he could meet Batman and then in the big confrontation, the Riddler's like, oh, I'm so happy I got to meet you. That's why I let them arrest me. I love you, Batman. I think we're doing great things together. Thank you for all your help with my nefarious plan. And that was a good twist. Yeah. I thought. I liked that. I also like when he came in and he's like, Bruce Wayne. Because like, right. cause, cause it made my hair stand up. I was like, oh, shit, he knows. And uh, And then he says, like, oh, it's the one guy we didn't get. And it, like you can see the relief in uh, in Bru- in Robert Pattinson, and like it's just that I really liked that scene. They did that really well. Um, and this in the very beginning of this podcast, if you can remember that far back, this is where like I feel like there was an ending here. I yeah, feel, that would have been good enough. Yeah, but I feel like what happened was like the the studio jumped in, and they're like, "No, this is Batman." And we need to make we're making a Batman movie, and Batman needs to be right. more Batman-y and less right. and less Batman Sherlock Holmesy. Right. Right, exactly. So um then they contrive this extra conflict, uh, which we're gonna talk about now. So I kinda liked the you know, uh yeah, we didn't get Bruce Wayne, but you know, he's next on the list and Batman's like, what are you talking about? I was just trying to catch you. Weren't you just trying to kill me? He's like, no, no, this is, I thought, you know, I, I, I like what you're up to and I wanted to help, you know, not just the criminals though. We got to go after and kill the corrupt politicians as well. And because they're liars and Batman's like, no, uh, you're a little confused. I wasn't actually a part of this and I don't <laughs> like you. And that really unhinges <laughs> the Riddler. And it's, it's interesting to me. And and this comes up more at the end that like by by in trying to embody like vengeance, uh, Batman kind of inspired people with maybe not as much of a, a moral code as him to take up what they thought his cause was because he wasn't being that clear about what Batman was all about. Right. Right. So he was kind of failing in that regard. And then also he wasn't being that awesome of a detective either because you know he he he's, he doesn't know spanish so he can't work out that one clue like the riddler also leaves him a hint for finding a map and it's like a a thing that you use to lift up carpet because he's such a rich soft boy he doesn't pick up on that clue either oh. um and so it shows a lot of interesting ways in which like this young batman still has a lot to learn and i yeah. thought that was interesting and and how he's kind of blinded by his own his own mission like he he doesn't he doesn't see the forest through the trees kind of thing like like uh, specifically talking about the um, the carpet scraper thing like he and, and Catwoman kind of alludes to this in their conversations too when she's talking about Bruce Wayne not knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh, right. He, they she says 
he lives in this ivory tower and he has no idea. Like he claims to be uh, doing, trying to do good for the people, but has no uh, experience with it at all. And, like that, that's a really good point, James. I hadn't thought of it at that kind of level. He's kind there of, is one issue with this whole thing about the, the the backstory and the young Batman thing. If it, they they straight up say like Thomas Wayne was shot twenty years ago, so like how old is Robert Pattinson's like in his late thirties, right? So how old is Bruce Wayne in this story? Was he not? It, it, it like if Bruce Wayne was like fifteen when his parents got killed, I don't. I'm still that's still certainly an extremely traumatic thing to happen to anyone, but it just changes me. Sorry, it just changes my perception of the story because I imagine Bruce Wayne to be like a little boy when that happens. How old is how old are the people in this story? It's my question. Right? No, he's got to be younger than that. I think I think he's playing young. Okay. Yeah, because because thirty five is is an old age to start being Batman. Like if if they're trying to set up like the whole legacy of Batman. No way. Yeah, he's got to because because you're right. In my mind, he he's like like six. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's a 26 year old. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I I don't think he's in his 30s though. Not yet. Okay. So yeah, from this we find the Riddler's eight chan board that we alluded to earlier. (laughs) Yeah. And on it, it's like all of his. And this is the movie starts to get really political. His like right wing incel followers. Yeah. And they're like. They're about to elect a, a woke, lying woman to be mayor of Gotham, and we have to January 6th her, basically. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. There, I, the, there was a not-so-subtle social commentary about the real world in this in this movie. Um, yeah. And so the plan is to, like, shoot up her acceptance speech and then break the the Gotham city seawall to flood the city and kill the mayor for some reason that again, this I think on it, like you said, kind of maybe tacked on yeah. because like this doesn't fit with what the Riddler was saying earlier about like also trying to, to rid Gotham city of corruption by, by, by flooding it with water. <laughs> See, like, like, right, right. Exactly. The, the, um, the whole, like, are we supposed to know that Gotham is underwater and like has these these seawalls that they rely on just to keep themselves from flooding? I, I like, think there they are some throwaway lines somewhere in there that allude to that. Like in the beginning, I think when, you know, Bella's running against the mayor who gets murdered, she's like, and what about the seawall? That needs fixed up. Are you going to take care of that? You said you would or like something like that. Really? OK, well, I, I missed yeah. it. it. It felt so... <laughs> It could it it wouldn't have felt so contrived if it was like he had one guy and there was yeah. some rally and his job was just to kill the mayor. But the, but I, yeah, yeah. I I feel like they made it such a big spectacle just so they well, could have Batman be Batman more right. And in terms of building a franchise or whatever, I think Bat like Gotham being flooded and turning even more into like a fucking. Uh, a, a jungle crime ridden like you know gotham arkham city basically yeah that's yeah, part yeah. of that that's a popular comic book run as well um so anyway uh, uh, the mayor bella real does get shot but it doesn't kill her 
and then Batman and Catwoman save the day. They beat up all of the Riddler juniors. And then, uh, this was random towards the end. Does Batman like take a hit of venom? That's what What was that like? uh, like? Yeah. I mean, that's what it, it is. What it looks like. Um, it's some kind of adrenaline something. Um, so if it is Venom, then they're really setting up like like classic Bane, which would, yeah. which is kind of a weird way to go in like a hyper realism. So so for right. people who don't know, the 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 real Bane, not the one that we got in Dark Knight Rises, he's like this. He's basically like the, like the Juggernaut from the X Men. He's like this giant dude who is has this stuff called Venom constantly being pumped into his body. So he's like uber adrenaline always working at 900 percent uh and is terrifying um and venom isn't venom it's like it's like a steroid uh and that's what it looked like he did here what batman did yeah i don't i don't know i don't know again that breaks the whole realism angle thing yeah it's not there's no build-up to that i think that probably is more evidence to your theory that this whole set piece was tacked on at the last minute. Yeah, um, I, I think so. And, um, it, like it, the whole, everything, everything from, from learning about the, uh, flooding or the bombs rather, uh, to, to the very end where like, they're trying to reconcile everything none of that was really foreshadowed in the entire movie and that's weird in a movie that's like a detective movie where where everything is foreshadowed and you're supposed to be able to pick things apart pick pick threads up from around the story it it it, it just felt like like the tone shifted yeah i agree um the the rest of the ending is 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 a little bit better maybe like yeah so they un they unmask the last shooter and they're like, "Who are you? Where is she?" And he's like, "I'm vengeance." And then Batman's like, "Oh shit, I fucked up." That's the thing I uh, say, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so Batman realizes that again, like he might not be the best influence on the city, and that he has probably not made it clear to people <laughs> what his mission is, <laughs> and he's inspiring people to. Uh, like do vigilante justice but maybe the wrong way <laughs> and <laughs> but then he also uh after the the flood gates are broken and he has to go into like saving people mode he realizes that like even though he didn't intend to he hasn't just scared the criminal element he has inspired uh the decent people of the city to hope for a better future and he's only just now finding this out and he's like, oh, okay, vengeance was bad, but maybe Batman can be good. And instead of having a job where my I'm just scaring the shit out of people, maybe I can also inspire them. And maybe I was going about this the wrong way. And maybe also I'm not an awesome detective. And so I should, <laughs> I should, I should, I should quit. <laughs> I should quit doing this. I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't cut me. He's like, no, I'll do better. <laughs> that, that would have been such a great ending. It's like, you know what, Gordon? I, I'm not a great detective. I'm done here. Not only am I not a great detective, but I seem to have actively made the situation in the city a bit worse. <laughs> I quit. And maybe when this, in its original conception, 
was a self-contained story. Perhaps that was the ending. Yeah, it could have been. Um, but in, instead, we get what is probably the worst scene in the movie towards the very end when the Riddler's like, no, my plans. Oh, my plans didn't work. And then, you know, uh, the Joker in the next cell is over like, that's OK. I got, I got a funny joke to tell you. Ha <laughs> Yeah. Uh, another thing that was clearly tacked on at the end. We can't, we can't not have a Joker in, in a Batman movie. Um, in a Batman franchise, which is what we're going to turn this into. Right, right, right. And I'm not, I got to say, I'm not, I'm not excited for the Joker. I mean, I, I, I'm, I should rephrase that. I'm, I'm waiting for them to prove to me that I care about another Joker story. Cause I don't right, right well, now. The one thing they could really do to make me happy is if they do go the route of, like, Arthur Fleck is not the the Joker. He is, like, the uh, impetus or the inspiration for the guy who eventually becomes the Joker. Because, unfortunately, the Joker is getting a sequel. I can't conceive any way that that could be good. But um, Wait, 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 wait. The Joker is getting a sequel? Yes. What? Yeah. I honestly, maybe I'm lacking in imagination. I don't see how that could be good. And I really liked the Joker. Um, but we'll see. How? And then, uh, sorry, you just bl- broke yeah. my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but then also like Arthur Fleck was like, not, you know, yeah, he's a violent person. And he, hurt, he shot that guy, killed his mom, did some bad stuff, but he was not like a criminal genius, nor do you get the impression that he's like an especially vicious or heartless person, you'd see him more as like a desperate, uh, uh, isolated person who was kind of pushed to the edge. I just don't see that character evolving into like the, the comic book Joker who is like a, a total sadist. But if he is perhaps the inspiration for the more sadistic modern Joker character, I think that would be a good way to go. Again, Arthur Fleck is like very clearly middle-aged, yeah. In Joker. Yeah, yeah. And so 20 years later, he would now be elderly. <laughs> so I don't want to see old man Joker. Is that old, done? old man oh. Joker? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm struggling really hard to see how they could do an old man Joker, <laughs> how they could how, rather how they could just sequel the Joker movie um, in any way that is interesting. But, yeah. uh, you know, who? that's not my job, I guess. <clears throat> but I, I you know, I'll, I will see a sequel to this. I really liked Robert Pattinson. I liked Zoe Kravitz. I liked yeah. Jeffrey Wright. And, and if they're coming back for the sequel, uh, and maybe Matt Reeves can pull off a good one here. Uh, what I truly hope, and I, I think that this has been sealed off. They're, they're definitely not going to do this. Do not put Superman in this shit. That no. will not be good. Not have the Justice League. No, uh, it, it would be awful. Yeah, that was one question I had going into this movie was if they were going to leave the door open for Robert Pattinson to replace uh, Ben Affleck in uh, in Batman in the Justice yeah. League, and it, it, it's just not. It's it's totally completely different, which I'm I'm really happy for because the, the Justice League stuff, none of it is landing. Interestingly, though, there are like all these separate tracks in DC movies like that shit is still going forward. There will be Aquaman 2. There will be Wonder Woman 3. The Flashpoint is the next thing that's coming out is if it ever comes out. Uh, 
I, I mean, the, the only saving grace for DC is if they do Flashpoint and then they just rewrite everything. And I think that's what they're going to have to do because they're, they're losing actors. So I think you just give up on the shared continuity thing and just do whatever you want. Right. Make a movie and they're like, oh, can I put Superman in this? Oh, it doesn't work with the continuity. Just don't worry about that. Just do whatever. Just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because because th- th- that that pulls away comparisons to Marvel, who are doing the shared continuity pretty well. But but well, now, guys, but that now, was yeah. the. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I was just saying. But now we're not talking about Batman. <laughs> right, that's the Batman. I think we both liked it a lot, even if we have some small nitpicks. It did not. Nothing ruined the movie for me. Oh yeah, um, no. I mean, it would be a boring podcast if we just came on and were like, "Yeah, good." <laughs> You know, and that was it. We, we got to nitpick something. I got to say, you know, a lot of comic book movies, I watch them and I think like, oh, well, I'm uh, that was that was good or that was fine. I don't I'm never going to watch it again. I will probably watch the Batman again. I mean, as soon as it hits HBO Max, I'll probably watch it a second time. I think I will, too. And that's um, I don't usually watch movies a second time uh, mm-hmm. rapidly. Uh, like like maybe in a couple of years I would watch it again, but this movie it's it, right. it's long. That's one big complaint. It's long, but it's yeah. It, it feels uh, intentional enough that if I watched it a second time, some movies they, they they really benefit from a second watch through, and this one I'm gonna be paying attention to to uh, fuck. What are they called? The water dams. <laughs> Oh, the 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 seawall. I'm gonna be paying attention for seawall references, uh, real hard. Believe you me. Yeah, and everyone, if you have not played them, they are really fun. They're a real trip. Go check out the Telltale Batman games. Telltale, as far as I know, that company is out of business. Uh, and like the Batman games were supposed to be the thing to save the company, and maybe they should have because they're really good. There's two of them. They're both great. I think if if you start playing them. Uh, you'll be engrossed and burn through them quite quickly. And I think you could you can see places where maybe they drew inspiration from those stories for this movie too. That's what I recommend. I have no recommendations except that you purchase from our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, buy whatever that was, unless it was something the product that I disagree with. In which case, don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> Great send off. Yeah, what a bad ending to a podcast. <laughs>